0: welcome to the winners edit a survivor storyline and editing podcast i'm your host joe and
1: i am heartbroken beyond all (laughs) reconcilable uh belief we're
0: both heartbroken now we we picked a fun week to not do an
1: episode because now we're just marooned yeah like i all season it's been no secret i am probably the number one gabby fan on the entire world and I had her as my winner pick. I was like, okay, we got like she's definitely gonna win. Like this is so clear to see. Uh the stars are lining perfectly. And then literally five seconds and like maybe five minutes into um the previous episode, I was like, Oh, she's gone. Like that episode for me, immediately the way she was presented, I was like, oh no, she's getting booted. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we're covering episodes 12 and 13. They're so smart they're dumb. And Are You Feeling Lucky? Which What does that even mean? What does anything mean at this point? Without
1: Christian, there's no meaning to life. Yeah, like it's such a strange series of episodes. Like for one, even just the episode title, so they're so smart they're dumb, I think is actually a good episode title. Like that's what I like, that's a quote I would definitely pull from the episode. Uh this this Uh, podcasting episode we're going to focus more on 13 but like just because we missed 12 we'll interject that when it's important um but are you feeling lucky like who do we attribute that to like davy read it on a parchment like like, i can't wait for congratulations you found a hidden immunity idol to be a episode title (laughs) next season yeah where's revenge Rice at yeah revenge Rice or like Honestly, so many different things that Davey said that weren't reading off the parchment. Like, I feel like there's a lot... Something Mike said, like... Yeah. I'm gonna surprise myself, would've been really funny.
0: I feel like this is another one where it was used before. Uh, My phone just died, so I can't check it this time. But I feel like Are You Feeling Lucky has been
1: used before as a title. More than probably. Um, So... I guess when Christian has a like a basically invisible episode, like ends the story with a whimper, uh, they don't really have any quotes to pull from him, so they don't know what to say on the episode. So they're just like, "Uh, I don't know." We said we wrote, "Are you feeling lucky?" We might as well get two line, two uh, two birds with one stone with that line. <laughs> Speaking of Christian, what a bizarre episode to lose him on. Yeah, like I mean. All season, he's been our main character, our protagonist. um, Like, the Rupert of the season, which I I mean, I, I'm happy I called that at least, that he basically leaves in the same way. Just like, oh, you're too big of a threat. Um, Like, heroic character all throughout, golden boy kind of thing. And then he just leaves with a whimper, like, complete non-entity, basically, in this entire episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird to see our two biggest characters. I mean, Nick is... Theoretically bigger, but feels like Christian and Gabby have just been constant throughout the whole season and they go back to back before the finale.
1: It is it's a weird place to be left in. It's so peculiar. Like coming into this week, this is like officially for me the season since I started doing this whole edge thing that I'm the most confused as to what's gonna happen uh going into the end, which is exciting um and i'm it it feels super cool to be blindsided that way and like honestly like i don't hate the story like it doesn't feel like we like we were cheated or blindsided from the story it just feels like they chose to tell a really captivating story about christian and gabby uh and then it just happens to end right before the finale and then it's like there's all these other developed characters that uh i guess you could theoretically see winning uh but Gabby and Christian together basically served as the ultimate distraction. Yeah. Even though
0: they were the biggest characters, it's not like we're left with six Angelas and Sebastians. It's six very different people. Not all of them have like the biggest winner equity, but um, it feels like a lot of them could win, and I wouldn't be the angriest about it. I wouldn't be too disappointed. So...
1: Yeah, and like as far as this episode go, like both these episodes go, I think uh, episode twelve was really strong. Like, I think it was a really, really well put together episode. And I think episode thirteen wasn't much behind it either. I think it was a little weaker, but like, I think there's again two really well constructed episodes. Unless the finale really sucks, I can't see the season not being in my top five. Like, I think this is just a absurdly well constructed season. Uh, maybe like one of the most nuanced and interesting stories that they've ever told. Uh, in a survivor season, and I think that's a big reason we're seeing so much fanfare for it. uh it doesn't seem to be a hot take to say it's a really good season, but um, I think just the focus on stories and like telling them in a meaningful true to uh true to life way is really benefiting the season overall,
0: yeah, I think it's bolstered by an incredibly strong cast, like There's very few duds, and the people you can say are duds, like, have their moment to shine at some point, like your Carls or um, Lyrsas or any of those people. I think we've just seen so many strong characters, and they've used them so well. So, yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's definitely a top season for me. I don't know where it will end. I think if it ends one certain way, it'll be, like, the best season ever because good on them for doing that but we'll get there so
1: yeah uh, i definitely agree with you i think that there's one candidate here who if they win it's like the greatest season ever no question um i do think that um something that's very fascinating to me about this season versus the other season we covered in ghost island is i think in ghost island it showed that when someone didn't really give them much they dropped the ball on them like they basically were just like ah we're not going to use you uh, and mm-hmm. then so we have an end game dominated by the Angela, Sebastian's um, Chelsea's who just didn't matter. And instead in this season, people like Carl Lirsa, maybe they weren't casting gold. Maybe they weren't um, light up your television. Like can't wait to tune in. But I think the approach they took was, well, okay. They didn't give us a whole lot, but how do we still tell a meaningful story for them about them? That says something about everybody else. And I think that approach works so much better. Um, because clearly everybody was casted for a reason like thousands of people apply and clearly they're picking the most captivating of a giant pool at least in their minds so they can do something with everybody and this season I think shows that they're they were willing to be like we're gonna give Carl a little bit more content than maybe he he would normally get because we know that uh, even though he's not the most captivating he can still be captivating
0: yeah I feel like Overall, they were just very smart with their time. Like, when to include people. Like, you have underedited people in the pre-merge, like Alec and Allison, but when Alec, like, gets into gear at the merge, you just see so much of him, and he's a constant character until he's gone. We're seeing it with Allison. I mean, she's the one I wish we would have seen more in the pre-merge, because that would make things really up in the air, I think. Mm-hmm. But um overall i'm really happy because the other five for sure have left us really guessing at how this is all going to play out so yeah like
1: on the entire seat like i am a super critical person and i don't think i would change anything about the way this season was edited other than putting davy in the merge episode and giving allison a little bit more in the pre-merge and that's really like such a minor thing like and even Allison's like, she was never really in, even close to like a lot of the, U- even like normal UTR characters we've had in the past. Like, yeah. She, like, people have been calling her like purple or whatever. Like, that's an insult to Allison, who's probably has like a 100 times more content than Chelsea or even Libby last season. Like, it's not like she's, she's pretty, like, she'd be middle of the road visibility and seasons that had higher swings.
0: Mm hmm absolutely like i think your most under the radar character this season might be like john which is partially i mean it's mostly because of how he went out but that's incredible they have this big alpha male celebrity and it's like overall probably your
1: least visible character <clears throat> other than and he maybe still has it, a captivating story like yeah what what an amazing season um and i guess before we move on to our story section so, th- these past two episodes, we saw Gabby turn on Christian, Nick turn on Christian, um, Davey turn on Nick. What do you make of all this, uh, treachery and, um, blindsiding people?
0: Um,
1: hmm. I don't know.
0: It's hard just not to say, like, more than ever, it's not just a David versus Goliath thing as much as they might have liked it to be. We have definitely seen over these last two episodes the David sort of fall and like go at each other instead of maintaining their power. I think that's interesting, but yeah, it's certainly they talked a lot about the at the last tribal council about voting blocks, and it's definitely been a season of that. It just feels like everyone is just talking to the people they trust and making decisions from there.
1: Yeah, as Mike said to uh, Kara or Allison or whatever, uh, like, I can't believe they're targeting each other. Uh, <laughs> Mike has just completely uh, come back into being the fun cartoon Mike, and I really, really like... Like, Mike in this episode was amazing. Like I, He had me laughing. Like He was probably my favorite character in this episode, and that is awesome. Um, yeah. So I guess that uh, means that we're going to go through the stories of the season, or at least how we see them. Uh, uh, do we have
0: anything to say about the challenges? I feel like all of them are pretty... Subpar. Meh. Yeah. Like, you yeah, had the ball one. Um, I don't even remember
1: what last episode's immunity challenge was. It wasn't very good. It was the um, hold the hand up, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that's, I guess, the one big critique for me for this season is, like, I feel like we've had the same challenge every merge episode. It's just with like minor changes like hold something up will you s- balance um which i mean hot take against uh survivor challenges that it's that but um like i don't think we've had a puzzle yeah really. there's
0: been like the word puzzle but that was
1: flawed um, yeah like we had a, we had an anagram which is not a puzzle in my opinion <laughs> like it's <laughs> um and there's been like no diversity at all um Granted, I think I believe this is the first season where uh the immun everyone is won an immunity or something like that. Um, uh, it's, it's gone to somebody else every time.
0: It now holds the record for the longest time that no one has won two immunity challenges. Um it yeah, used to be cool. like six or whatever, now it's seven with Mike winning. It can be extended if Nick or Angelina win, which Nick being left is kind of surprising. I don't know, maybe
1: Angelina can pull one out, we hope mm-hmm <laughs> i I, th- I guess that says something that like like despite this being the same challenge five times it seems that maybe it, like the intricacies of it are varied enough that everybody has a chance to win but yeah i mean we did get one of the greatest challenges of all time in the alec first question episode but i think that's probably my biggest criticism of this season as a whole is like the challenges have not been particularly good um,
0: eh, there's been some like clever things.
1: Like yeah. I think the rope thing
0: in episode 13's reward challenge was fun, but
1: not yeah, like a whole true. episode.
0: They were still throwing sandbags and trying to knock stuff down, so and going over and under obstacles. So yeah, not the greatest. I
1: wish, I hope there's just something big and fun and new in the finale. Mm-hmm. I'm never a huge challenge person anyway. I like when I see a fun, inventive, new one. Uh, but honestly, most of the time, I am not super like they're. They're not the part that I'm tuning in for. Yeah. Um. I do think I guess before we go uh, on, that it was definitely a vote split between Davey and Christian, right?
0: It was interesting. I think that I don't know where exactly to talk about all that, but the votes did not match the plans that were being said. And it was not like uh, Game Changers, like, Michaela goes out of nowhere. It was like, here's the plan, but different people are executing it. And it's not quite the plans that were spoken.
1: Yes. See, I'm okay with... Like, I was an open critic of Game Changers and how they would just lie to the audience. Um, This almost is that. I do think it's a little different because we did basically see like Mike being like articulating, like Cara being like, I want to go after Nick. And then Mike being like, Oh my God, I'm getting so fessed up, fed up with people not wanting to go after Christian. I'm going to have to put my foot down. I think that, and then him going to Nick, him going to blah, blah, blah. So like, I think we got enough information to see how this came up together. That it was Mike basically being like, I'm going to throw my weight around, especially on a rewatch. There's a lot more content of him going to people and being like, we have to do Christian. I'm sorry. That's that's what we're doing, um than I saw in the first watch um so this is the kind of thing I'm okay with uh obviously they don't want they don't wanna show that Mike convinces everybody to split the votes. It makes it less fun for the casuals or whatever if they know christian's going home um I personally was surprised that Christian went home, so that's something yeah uh, um, I think
0: i I was totally fine with it, like. It's very interesting. I think what it shows more than anything is the editors wanted to do something with how they told the story compared to how the votes panned out. Because you have Mike getting all this focus on getting Christian out. Now, is that because they want to show Mike be having a big move because he's the winner? Or is it they want to put all the blame on Mike for getting like the fan favorite m- main character out. Yep. And I mean, you have all other little parts of that, which I think will come up when we talk about them. But like, it's very, when the end of the season comes and we know who wins, we'll be able to look back at this and hopefully be like, oh, that's why they yes played this vote the way they did.
1: And it actually like, I mean, I guess we'll get to it when we get to Mike, but like those two have been pitted together edically for a while you know i mean like you had mike in that the strike force ends because mike wants to go after christian um and that was i guess foreshadowing for now where mike gets power and is like no i'm not going like i'm not going to be a follower anymore christian dies um i think that's kind of a really fascinating story probably why they've had a hard time with mike but yeah i feel like it was a vote split and it was made by mike and Mike just basically was like, listen, you can't vote me out. I'm willing to throw social capital all over the place to make sure Carson goes.
0: Yeah, I'm very, I think I'm even guilty of like when I'm watching the end of the episode being like too caught up in like talking with people online or like finishing up my edic or stuff that I don't catch the actual votes. And so I wonder like how many, like how much casual audience or anyone just doesn't stick around to see. Who voted for who, and who doesn't care? So I think the story they want us to see with how the votes panned out is more important there. Yes. So yeah, we'll yeah, get no, to.
1: Yeah, I, I bet like for them, like for me, like I, I think the number one thing for me when I'm looking at the edit is the, the actual votes do not matter. Like they really don't, because I feel like for me, like the edit stops at Jeff saying like whatever his little speech is, and then. After that's like, hey, look, this is what actually happened. That's where you can extrapolate what actually happened. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, but I guess now we'll turn to our story section uh, where we talk through the stories of the season or at least how we see them. So we got social charm versus social awkwardness, uh, rip the social awkwardness uh, category. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: they're, <laughs> back,
1: they're to back to back to back. Uh, And specifically authenticity within relationships uh, and how genuine bonds mean something in the game of survivor.
0: I don't know if I have anything too major to say. It's right that Christian and Gabby have left. And so there's no real big, big proponent for true social awkwardness anymore. Um, arguably I mean, yeah. Angelina well, but that's not that's not true awkwardness, yeah, I mean it's very awkward, but like she's doing it inauthentically, that's and the
1: problem, yeah, like Angelina is basically the voice of this theme at this point. It's just like she's inauthentic, um like she tried to make her last minute pitch, which I'm shocked anyone ever. Um speaks up in that moment uh, <laughs> Jeff as if you want to make a pitch Um, I hope he does that every time and it's just that's the first time we've ever seen it Um, but like I just uh, this one's a little weird because Kara is absolutely the voice of social charm but now there isn't really a counterpoint and that's very interesting
0: yeah I feel like you have Kara there being social charm and then Angelina is this like inauthentic voice and then the other four are just sort of floating there they haven't really tied too much to this theme i mean
1: i I don't know i think you could argue that nick is a voice of inauthenticity um in episode one uh he has a confessional where he's basically like making relationships is so easy basically all you do is you say something nice about them um and uh like he, what he says is, it's very easy to get people to trust you in Survivor. It's almost too easy. Uh, if you really want to make things official and make that person to give a good bond, you got to make sure your alliance has a name. Um, <laughs> which, honestly, I'm shocked that we didn't piece together this as uh, an inauthentic theme earlier. But, I think there's a, for me, this is looking more and more like Nick might get ro- ro- roasted over the coals for having fake relationships.
0: Yeah, and Maybe to let the cat out of the bag a little soon. If we're looking at Angelina redeeming herself at the finals, like I could very easily see her, like, yes, a lot of what I said was, I don't know, like forced, but it was always like what I really wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And I think in this magical world where Angelina Keeley wins Survivor 38. 38, 37.
1: I don't
0: 37. know. What 37. Um I think that could be the ticket cuz it's it's looking it's looking tricky right
1: now. <laughs> it is and like I that's the thing is for me I'm just trying to checkmark anyone who can pass the test. Um I think there's absolutely a chance that Nick if Nick wins this is like the Trish Haggerty situation where this is what he gets or like Ben where Ben gets roasted for being like Kind of like steamrolling people and being a jerk, but then they still vote for him anyway. Yeah. Um, like this could be the thing that he has to conquer, proving that his relationships are genuine at the final Tribal Council to get people's vote. But I do think this is going to be a major hurdle for him, and maybe the downside of uh, nicknamed alliances.
0: Yeah, Nick, literally nicknamed. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the big theme of the season, maybe? David versus Goliath, and all that. Um, I think ever since we were told that the tribal line's blurred, it's kind of just fallen a bit apart. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not a big theme. Like, Jeff will still be like, oh, the end of this immunity challenge is David versus David, or Goliath versus Goliath, but other than that, it's It's just relationships.
1: Yeah. Like it doesn't seem to mean much at this point. Um, I do think the turning your strength into advantages and making the best of bad situations, which is what Goliaths do as uh, we're told in the first episode uh, by Alec um, is important here. Like I think that's almost the story of what's been happening of the Goliaths should have been pinned in a corner um, pinned against a wall as Allison said, but now she has an opportunity to make the move. And now we've seen three Davids leave in a row uh, after they finally get the majority. So I think maybe that um, is kind of what happens. Like the David successfully turned their strength into adv- advantages and managed to get majority again and defeat the, the uh, Goliaths in that sort of battle. But then the Goliaths used their strength, which was making the best of the bad situations and then started conquering the Davids again, which is a really fascinating way to tell that story. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to
0: think overall, because I think the thing we've grappled with the whole season is that in a theme of David versus Goliath, like, it's going to be very hard to root not root for the Davids and not root against the Goliaths, and I'm trying to think where that stands now, because... I mean, for yeah, a lot of the season, it was very clear that we were rooting for the Davids in some point, whether you like someone like Gabby or you like someone like Christian, but now they're both gone. And it's just Nick and Davy, who aren't like such paramount Davids. Maybe Davy to a bigger extent, but like... Yeah,
1: Nick I mean, like, like these are so not much. the people who were the voice of being an underdog. Um, Nick was like the arrogant David in the first episode. Yeah, and really never struggled from what we can tell uh, in the in the season. I mean, and then Davey never same kind of thing like he he's more David like than Nick. But these are this isn't Christian and Gabby. Um, Yeah, I just I, I guess one interesting wrinkle here is that Jabenny is all here still. Yes, Uh, and they were referred to as the David of the Swap Tribes. Yeah, the new David. Yeah, like if you if you pick the five Davids of both tribes and put them on tribe or whatever that Mike said, Um, and they're all still here. Uh, I guess that could be an interesting wrinkle if we're getting an all Benny final three, but I really don't know.
0: I think complex tribe theory this season would have told us that Tiva was the complex post swap tribe. But now that only Allison represents that, which who yeah. saw Allison being the last Tiva? Um, I think Jabeni more easily fits that role. It's yeah. weird because Vuku had all those interpersonal relationships that came up, but I think a lot of those were put out to dry once Elizabeth left because
1: that was a lot of it. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is like what's interesting is I. A lot of people that I've been talking to have basically been saying that this season basically shows that it's the end of complex tribe theory or whatever. I don't actually think that's necessarily true. Uh, on like in this pre swap, like I was not sure. Like I kept bringing up, like, "Hey, is Vuku the complex tribe? Because we have got all these strange bonds." Is like Jabeni has is the only one that has like a story to it. They're the underdogs of the tribe. Um, I think we just got some weird swap tribes and. I like for me I'm I'm not willing to say that um what it has happened and I was also of the thought that all of Tiva's content was kind of just about how Christian how great Christian is and how much in danger Gabby is which isn't a super complex story I changed my mind when Allison and Gabby got that scene together um but like during the moment neither of us were like hard on Tiva being the complex trap
0: yeah it still felt pretty much up in the air and like I'm always looking for a reason not to be 100% on complex tribe theory so but it is interesting a lot of this season just revolves around how much like because I'm just seeing a reunion where like someone wins but we need to talk to Christian and why did Gabby cry so much it's not going to be about the mm-hmm. winner. It feels like it feels like they very much wanted the season to be about Christian. And it's how much does that play into everything else that went on that actually, yeah. you know, made the winner of the season. So
1: that's the thing is like, for me, the way this season has been edited um, makes me think that they probably aren't happy with the winner or at least they aren't super. Th- they're more happy. You're right. You're They're more happy about Christian and Gabby because Christian and Gabby were the complex duo of this season. Um mm-hmm. And I can't remember the last time the complex duo of the season didn't either contain a winner or they, it was like the two losing finalists or something like that. Like um, this is never a story that like the complex duo of the season is never the final seven and eight boots. Like that doesn't happen.
0: I think the best example is maybe if you go to San Juan del Sur, where Jeremy and Josh were Mm -hmm. like the big edge contenders going into that merge and then after Julie quits, they go right back to back. But there, I think you had more episodes to develop Natalie and other characters. And it's not like the other characters were bad anyway. It just feels weird that Christian and Gabby go back
1: to back right
0: before the finale. Yeah, and so it's like a weird scramble too.
1: I don't know. Like that's the thing is, like in um, Millennials vs Gen X, the complex duo is Jay and Adam, and. Adam's a winner, like, Chrissy and uh, Ben, or arguably Devin and Ryan, like, this is always a thing that, they're almost always in the endgame, or at least the finale. Like, the fact that both members of the Complex duo did not survive to the finale makes me think that this is a winner that they are not particularly enthused about winning, which opens the field to quite a few people, I think.
0: Yeah, I feel... If you're looking at it from that point strictly, it's almost anyone but Davey or Nick.
1: Yeah, like Nick should be the front runner. You know what I mean? Like I, I honestly think that Christian and Nick would have been or Nick and Davey or something would have been the complex duo of the season. Yeah. If Nick won. And I think that's the biggest mark against Nick for me is the way this story was told was the story of Christian and Gabby. Mm-hmm. And so then we have four boots without them. And there's no, none of these people like each other from what we can tell. Like, there's no relationships in this final six, really. Yeah. Other than Nick and Mike. Yeah,
0: it's very, it's very perplexing and bizarre. And now I'm just trying to like think about who was in any way related to Christian or Gabby. And it's like, ugh. Like, Nick, but, like, I don't feel strong about Nick. And, like, Allison was there, but I don't feel strong about Allison. And, oh, there was that one time Angelina said she was voting because she couldn't see a path to the end, and that person she was voting was Gabby. And
1: And, she said she replaced Gabby.
0: Yeah, it's just... I just worry if I'm making too big of a puzzle of it. Mm. But who
1: knows? (laughs) Yeah, anyways, uh, I guess speaking of, like, the relationships... Sort of a David cannot win this game without Goliath, which is sort of Nick's main speaking point of the season. I mean, I think if I think we're either seeing an all Goliath final three or a David with two Goliaths, I mean, the math just makes sense. Um, so either way, this theme's obviously gonna work. Um, either a David I mean, couldn't win this game because they didn't go with the Goliaths, or um, a David's gonna th- win against Goliath.
0: I feel like it's worked, I feel like this theme is probably like moot now that everyone's together and it's voting blocks Mm -hmm. and I mean it was something that was sort of obvious the whole time but it definitely got reinforced that um following strict tribal lines wasn't the way to go
1: 100% yeah
0: it even seems now that the Goliaths thought they could go that way but they couldn't and then the David's just didn't do it at all. It seems even though the Goliaths all seem to be together, they're not
1: enforcing that. Yes. So that's the interesting wrinkle to me, is that um so in the past three episodes, Kiva's been or sorry, uh Jabeni's been brought up, Vuku's been brought up multiple times. Um despite the fact that the Goliaths have just been voting together. And in my opinion this was a vote split from Mike. Uh, in the in the Goliath yeah Yeah, and even
0: Gabby's was also but it was all orchestrated together
1: like you very easily
0: could have been like the David's really squandered their majority and now the Goliaths can resume control but they're not
1: yeah like I mean how easy would it have been for you to throw in a confessional of Mike being like so I'm gonna work with my Goliaths no he says he's gonna work with specific people he's gonna put his foot down on his own they're def. they're deflecting attention away from that the fact that the Goliaths have seized control of the game again. Um yeah. and I don't know what that means, but it means that the Goliaths are no longer our villains, basically.
0: Yeah. I just wonder if it's too late.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well they're definitely trying to dissolve the idea that some of these people are Goliaths. It's just it's it's so strange. So, so I guess strange. next up we got empathy versus looking it for yourself. Uh the most obvious example of this is obviously Angelina <laughs> looking it for herself by trying to use her previous empathy. It's always Angelina. Yeah. That was so such a great scene.
0: Yeah. I mean it's just typical Angelina, like and it's weird that how like interlaced she is into this theme. In a often it seems like a bad way. I will have more to say about this scene when we get to actual Angelina. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like she is always looking out for herself by trying to use empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, she did it with Elizabeth a while ago. Um, I don't know, you just see little bits and pieces of it. Like, her whole yeah, rice like we- thing was her sort of looking out for herself Ahead of time by doing an empathetic thing. It's very,
1: very pre planned. Yeah, it's almost like I feel like we mistitled this theme. Like we've correctly identified it, but like it almost should be like empathy and looking out for yourself, not versus, but like, yeah. Because Angelina straddles both, but then like we had other people doing one or the other and at various times, but like clearly something like if Angelina wins, it's the story of this,
0: but. And, uh- and I can see a question coming up being, like, everything you did was looking out for yourself under the guise of being empathetic and mm-hmm. just responding to that. And I could definitely see Allison
1: asking that question. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, I feel like this, like, I mean, I, I think Angeline's in the end. Um, she's either getting roasted or winning like she's either zero vote finalist, I think, or winning by one vote. She's the Tracy flick. Um, so I think it's definitely going to come up at Final trial council. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, like, I guess the only other, um, relevant part for this is Davey thinking like, do I save Christian or do I just, um, work for myself? Obvious question of the episodes. I don't think it matters too much long term, but. Hmm. Just another checkbox on that. Yeah. So now we got being underestimated uh, and the sort of enveloped themes that we've put into it are girls as underdogs, uh, powerlessness versus knowledge as power.
0: We had Uh, more men finding advantages. It just like gets bigger and bigger. And I know people are bringing up, is this just like they want to lampshade the fact that no women are going to find any advantages right off the bat, or is it actually saying something that advantages don't mean anything don't mean anything? I think it might like it feels like a lot of the advantages that are being used are not being used properly,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so I guess the thing is for me. I think it's a really shitty way to lampshade that if that's what they're doing. Like if they are yeah. trying to just be like, by the way, um, no girls are gonna find it this season, that's the worst way to do it. Um if that's the case, I think that hurt like like not gonna lie, like I feel like if a girl doesn't win this, that I'm a little disappointed in that storytelling that they've been doing. Um I just feel like it's the worst way to do it ever. And yeah. I really hope it's not the case. I could see them being tone-deaf enough to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm personally really hoping that it is not that, and maybe they just thought it was a really good confessional or a girl's winning.
0: I've seen some people thinking this ties to next season and some, like, fourth-dimensional edic, where, like, this is going to mean that lots of girls are going to get lots of advantages. And I just... Mm. That's, like, too deep for me. That's and like, not happening. That's not how it goes.
1: I think... Yeah, like, I mean, I was... Okay, so th- th- uh, let's go down that rabbit hole. So uh, in um vs. Gen X, M- uh, Michaela gets confessionals talking about individual immunity challenges, like, the way they're phrased. And um, so I was under the impression because I saw that she was on ga- uh, Game Changers. I was like, 100% Michaela's going to win an individual immunity challenge because they clearly used one of these confessionals in this season. She never did that. Um so for me, I just feel like all that kind of speculation is always just wrong. Um, there's no way. like they're they're not using confessionals in this season to tell a story about the next season. That actually that relates to the question
0: I had from Reddit that I was gonna do when we got to Kara. but maybe better to do it now, sure. um, okay. So Liana Lemoncake said, um, this season, everyone is talking about how the editing is so different, and it really struck me when you were talking about Kara's edit. Could it be that some of the people who are getting strong edits aren't so much winner contenders this season, but are already selected for a future Heroes versus Villains season? And so the editors are making it clear to the audience that Kara is definitely a hero, we will see again. The same goes for Angelina's edit, but as a CP villain who could redeem herself in the next game. Or
1: is that two four-dimensional chess? I personally believe that that is too four dimensional chess. Um, They like the thing is, is like if they want to tell a redeeming story of Angelina, they'll do that when she comes back. Uh, They don't need to bother doing it now. They don't know if Angelina will say yes. So, like, if to a theoretical future season. So, like, even if they thought she would, like, maybe she's busy. They could know if it were season 38, which. we know it's not season 38 but um (laughs) so say it's 39 or whatever like the thing is is like they're not going to sacrifice the story of this season for a potential maybe more satisfying arc in a future season they'll find a way to make that season fit this one not vice versa and this question was asked 16 days ago so it was like before
0: i meant to bring it up on the last episode recorded but i forgot but this was still when we thought christian or gabby was winning and Now that those two are gone, the editing is still super different, but it feels more like they're doing purposeful things to this season rather than... I think the only time we've seen this for sure is um, Samoa to Heroes versus Villains. Russell was definitely set up as Mm -hmm. this big villain that would be coming back. And then also Philippines to Caramoan, Malcolm... I guess had a bigger
1: edit, but I think he was gonna get that edit
0: anyway in Philippines. But yeah, like
1: the only time it'll ever happen is if it's right after, and even then, I I feel like it's very minor. Russell's still gonna dominate Samoa. Like it's not like like maybe does he get a little bit more focused? Does he get a little slightly different content? Maybe, but Russell is still like an all time captivating character. Uh, yeah, they're like. He probably I bet he still beats the confessional record of Heroes of Villains is 21 instead so 20. Um because he is just that kind of dominating character. And at the end of the day, they tell they care about telling a captivating, interesting story. Not necessarily about um future seasons, because if that's what they cared about, they wouldn't bring back people like Monica Padilla who didn't get content. Like they they'll see stuff on the island or in casting that they're like, oh, I hope this person comes back. They know more than us. Uh, they know more than any viewer of who would could potentially be an interesting bringback. Uh, and a l- very little it has to do with their edit.
0: Yeah, I think this threw a lot of people off during Millennials versus Gen X because there was stuff getting out that Michaela and Zeke would be coming back for Game Changers, and they were like, "Oh, Game Changers! That's going to be big players who did big moves." And then when Michaela goes pre-merge and Zeke goes early in merge, it was kind of shocking and.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean to be fair zeke did get five people to go to rocks for him but (laughs) yeah and i think i think zeke qualified the uh but i think
0: that probably fed into people thinking they would like win or last longer
1: and and then especially with so many winners on the cast like all that kind of stuff makes sense but yeah for the most part i don't think that um they're never gonna edit someone just for maybe they'll look better on a like future season like and if I, that was in the case they wouldn't bring back the people who were quiet in their yeah. first season and
0: I think unfortunately um it wouldn't be people like Kara and Angelina like they I feel like they're not worth devoting that much screen yeah. time to just for another season like they're great characters but like not for that straight purpose
1: yeah the only the I guess the one exception actually is not Kara or Angelina it would be someone like Christian who the, the only t- time I think where they're thinking beyond the scope of this season is if they're trying to make someone into like a legend, specifically like they're hoping that the popularity of Christian or Rupert or Russell Hans is able to eclipse the average, really popular survivor contestant to bring in more viewers. That's the only, um, I think counter example of where they'll edit someone extra or Malcolm or whatever, like to mm-hmm. really bring in like, so that, your aunt will t- talk at work about how Survivor's is really good because this guy Christian's on there and he's so captivating. And um,
0: and honestly, I don't feel like Christian did that. Like, you could see it with, like, Russell back when that was, like, this is the biggest villain the game's <laughs> ever seen. But, like, Christian, like, really captivating. But I, I don't know exactly what you bring up. Like, oh, this guy, you should have seen him. Like, he divided the island into
1: sectors when he found yeah. that. Like, no one cares. Like, they're already, like, left the water cooler like yeah. back to work. Yeah, so. like that's the that's the only time they'll ever overhype something is if it, if they're looking for that water cooler mo- person. And I I don't even think Christian is that. I think Christian is just a captivating survivor character. Yeah. Um, so I guess that answers your question. Um so I guess the thing is I'm le- for the being underestimated theme. I'm leaving this episode ho- really hoping a girl who isn't Carl wins. Um, I think if Kara wins, it's okay.
0: But, like, it really needs to be a girl. And I can just see them being, like, and whoever, in the final tribal council, being like, yeah, we... I had all the... You had all these advantages, but I used my knowledge of some of them
1: as power yeah. to, like, get further. I used my social charm, and um, th- my, the, the fact that I, knowing about the idol is more powerful than the idol itself is going to happen. And my skills in negotiation... Yes, I think no matter what, that's going to get brought up. It's just whether that's a uh, winning case or not. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we already talked about named alliances. Like it's clearly a theme of the season, but like, um, I think it, it, I think it's tied into the authenticity theme.
0: Yeah, they're just sort of crashing and burning. Like mm-hmm. one of the things I'm not so high on Nick for anymore. Like, not that I've been high on Nick for a while, but no mention of mason dixon in this vote yeah, and we know he was on in on it from how it shook out so yeah
1: yeah that's really bad unless like i guess the the flip side there is like are they trying to deflect um like h- do you really want your winner heartbreakingly cutting christian i think yes so <laughs> i don't know and then we have a new theme here which honestly we probably should have had I would say, from the John episode on, uh, which is the importance of give and take and how Survivor's all a game about giving and taking and giving and receiving and receiving and giving.
0: Yeah, it's just sort of been bubbling around there. I don't know if I ever saw it firmly, but there was that one episode, you get what you give. Um, and then the reason I brought it on here was during the family visit when Nick talks about how much his father had given up to mm-hmm. let nick have the life and opportunities that he had um
1: you honestly see it a bit with what angelina is doing i mean i think another way to word give and take i mean like like Nick's dad it, Nick's dad says something like the it's not about how much you have it's about how much you give uh which is the christmas uh um <laughs> like the <laughs> thesis of christmas uh of all christmas movies but a second to that it's uh I think another way to word give and take is looking out for yourself or caring for others or being empathetic. Um yeah. I think they're super close hand in hand, and I think this is maybe the specific wording the season's using for that. Uh but yeah, like it's absolutely everywhere. Like baby mm-hmm. saves Christian, um like Nick saves Christian and then's upset that Christian's coming after him, like all that kind of, like, you know, like all that kind of stuff.
0: And I think that's one of the that's a theme that can very easily go a different way on another season. I think sort of basic Survivor strategy one oh one is that don't expect anyone to ever owe you a favor if you do something for them. That's not how the game of Survivor works. Like if you save someone one time, like don't expect them to save you the next. Yes. but this time I think it is being presented as sort of a favorable thing.
1: I definitely agree with you there.
0: If you do it right. If you don't be like, I, I didn't want to pull out the rice card. <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> Survivor's
1: a game about tact. Yeah. So I guess that's our story section. So let's move into uh, the Cala tribe. tribe. Yep. And this is our like last, like
0: all the chips on the table. Like yep. what do we have to say before we know everything?
1: So, So all the chips are on the table here. Uh, This is basically our last chance to be able to uh, discuss and theorize about how this season is going to go with everybody.
0: Mm -hmm. And we start with, like, the cockroach of this game, I guess. Allison, like, Target for so long, and she's still here, defying everyone's expectations. Like, did not think Allison was going to make Final Six. With this configuration of people, I guess. I think we Mm -hmm. saw it with Christian and Gabby maybe, but not on our own.
1: Yeah, like I thought there was a chance she would be like a goat to Christian and Gabby. I thought that was the only chance she really had to make the final six. Uh, I was wrong. Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what do we do with Allison now? Like she had a very quiet pre-merge and then like slowly ramped up post-merge. She's been positive, like a likable character. But I don't think it's enough.
1: Her story is the only one that doesn't make sense to me because, like, she's basically being presented as like threat who has to go, or she's gonna win it all. Um, we still have that weird like they she does the Ricky hands to um Alec in like a weirdly focused on moment after the uh, tribal. Yeah. Um. I don't know what's going on with her at all. Her pre-merge is like quiet, you'd think like relatively not meaningful character, but then we're told that she's Wonder Woman and that uh she beats anybody. Uh she's such a threat. Uh she's been pushed against the wall because she's such a threat, but now she has her chance to make a move and then she still doesn't get credit for it. Um Well, she doesn't do it. Yeah, so. she does. So I don't
0: know what they're saying with her. I mean, there is a moment in this episode where, yes, they've been... Allison's such a big threat, but they're also... I think Nick and Mike are talking, and they're like... I mean, anyone could beat Allison at the end, so she's not that big of a threat. So there is that, like, weird moment of, like, is she underestimated or...
1: Um, I don't know, though. Wait, did they say that someone... That anyone could beat her at the end? I...
0: I'm pretty sure someone said she was beatable at the end. Wow. Like, they were... Because I think Mike was trying to switch the vote to Christian with Nick. And Mike was like, well, honestly, I think anyone... Like, we could beat Allison at the end, so she's not that
1: big of a threat. So... I mean, that honestly would make sense to me. Like, I guess, like... That's the thing that I was kind of speculating on. Like, I don't get it. They're telling her us she's such a threat, but... I. Don't feel like she's gonna go anywhere. But then I feel like if she's at the end, she wins. Um, so I guess maybe my new theory is she's Troy Zan.
0: I mean, that might be it. Part of me, like my real conspiracy theory for Allison winning is like, what if her pre-merge is just so irrelevant to her chances? Cause like she wasn't attached to anyone on Goliath and then mm-hmm. I mean she got a little bit on Tiva. Especially attached to Gabby, but like she really did start to ramp up, and
1: maybe that's all she needs. I don't know, it feels wrong. Feels I don't wrong. think so. Like, for me, I think <laughs> Allison and Kara worked together for basically this entire game. Why wouldn't they be shown together? Um, yeah, that I think would be shown. Um, even her and Angelina, like, they I guess they kind of talked in the first episode, but not really um to me i i can't she's probably the only person i can't even imagine winning and like i kind of think that like she's in the like educ is dead if she wins um whereas i think everybody else is just like oh this was a little weird i think she's the only one where it's like there's they clearly were just like we don't know why she won she didn't deserve it but like
0: (laughs) i think if allison wins I mean, Edic might be very severely weakened, but I would like the direction they're going. doesn't feel awful. Like, yeah, I agree. Allison still feels like an okay winner. It feels, I'm, when I think about it, it's always like uh, the goat farmers from The Amazing Race. Do you watch mm-hmm. The Amazing Race? Uh, but, like, they had a very under-the-radar edit. They still sort of pulled it out, and it was sort of shocking, but, um, Yeah. But yeah, not high on my personal list. Allison yeah, is. so
1: I guess where do you think she's ending up?
0: Where do I think Allison is ending up? Um, There was that scene where she's making fire, so I'm constantly thinking she like wins the fire-making challenge, and then she is just a Troy-Zan at the end. <laughs>
1: oh my- <laughs> I hope that... Because so far we've seen the fire-making produce two winners. I really hope one day the fire-making just produces, like... W- we really wish you didn't win the fire making like congrats <laughs> you got a hundred thousand dollars because you made a fire but uh, we're not even going to talk to you I really hope that's what we get so I'm cheering for that
0: but otherwise I mean the next time sort of sold it as Allison still target number one mm-hmm. and I don't think that's out of contention
1: even though like previews always trying to trick you but
0: and you I mean see. Nick
1: said something in this episode along the lines of like like literally said uh well, Allison's still a huge challenge threat, even though she's won one at the start of the merge. Yeah. Um, I, I could see that just being like she comes second and they, they vote her out or something. Like, I actually could see this finale being really boring.
0: Um, I think so. I don't know. On the next time, we also saw a shot of
1: Angelina making a fake idol, so who knows? So, I guess neither of us think Allison is gonna win. Um, I think she's got some Trezan upside of just like the person that no one even considers. Yeah. Uh but other like she's the one I can't put in a she's like a square peg and all I like, got circle holes and like where to put things. Um she's either like so I guess to me that means she's probably coming sixth. But I can't imagine that Davey and Nick are in the final five. Hmm. Yeah, I so, guess so. I feel like She's just, she's gonna be like, her being Brett LaBelle makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Just like, big threat in Davey or Nick leaves, probably Davey. At five, Allison gets cut for being too scary of a threat or whatever. She can make fire, blah, blah, blah. And then, I don't know, someone loses fire making. Makes a lot of sense to me. She still sort
0: of fits into that um, Ashley position. I Mm -hmm. don't know, like, I feel like, I had a big theory if we would have done an episode last week on how it just this final seven like perfectly like slotted into the people of Triple H. But like with Christian going that obviously
1: sort of fell apart as he was my Ben. So yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking too. Like I uh, I still maintain that this episode, this season is so much edited like Triple H, but good, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the issue is Christian was clearly Ben. I mean this is this is the story of triple H how it should have happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. When like Christian doesn't find the little uh idol
1: urns that
0: might have just some place there for him. I, I mean don't an idol that you can <laughs> only play
1: tonight. Uh yeah. like I mean I feel like I'd be thinking a whole lot differently if Christian found that thing. I'm just saying. It was my thought. It was like I I've got my eyes peeled. Yeah. But um, and I guess Nick's thing successfully killed Christian, and they're like, you know what? That's a good enough reason to uh, like that's a fun enough TV moment that we'll just let David get this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess considering we talk about everybody, but Allison, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> Allison's not winning. If she does, like, I don't. I am completely unqualified. So like the like.
0: YouTube, like Reddit's favorite, like Hi Allison. That's the meme Mm. right now. Um, So she seems like a nice person. It'd be cool if she won, but like I'm happy she loves
1: her family. Uh,
0: She made a funny joke when she called Mike 85 years old. That was yeah,
1: that was so funny. When we yeah, like an 85 year old won immunity. (laughs) (laughs) She, I'm sure she's lovely. Like I like to me, this feels like somebody who like I would actually really really like who is just not captivating television. I think like yeah. And it's probably like a really fun innovative game player, probably, like in terms of like that kind of thing. And like I'm sure I'd love to hear her talk about Survivor, but not play it <laughs> on TV. She'd be great in an org, like an online reality game, I think.
0: She can be a co-host. Allison, yeah. hit us up. I know you're busy being a doctor and everything, but
1: like she's almost too smart to confessionalize properly. Um <laughs> like all like like she said, said the word perhaps and her she like like, like just like, like, <laughs> you like don't work Like, you shouldn't say be able to get the word perhaps in a confessional because they shouldn't be that long I don't know I think I could do it I don't Who's know saying I'm giving good
0: confessionals <laughs> I know let's move on yeah, let's I've move been on. like secretly chomping at the bit but like also like I don't know we talked about Allison I know she deserves it but you know who deserves it more It's Angelina.
1: Talk to me about Angelina, Joe. I know you want to. So, the question before us
0: today is Angelina Keeley winning Survivor 37. And, man, do I want it to happen. I think I'm fully, like, in the cult of Angelina where, like, that's all I want this season to do. And I get this way what I'm educating where it's just like, I want this to happen. So this is going to happen. And I mean, it's hard because Christian went and I'm now looking at like everyone cause everyone's there, but I mean, Angelina has this bizarre edit where yes, she's the villain. Yes. She's done these really not like awful, but like weird things that don't usually make a winner. But at the same time, she gets to explain them. She is a reliable narrator. Like, Mm -hmm. she, at Tribal Council, she was like, Nick, I don't think you need to play your idol. Nick didn't receive any votes. She, her vote was what got Gabby out. Um, And then even with the, with the scene today, I feel like, a lot of people I've seen are like, "Oh, Angelina OTTN for what she was doing." And no. I I when I watched them the first time, I was like, of course I'm looking at Angelina, but I was like she's not getting any negative focus from anyone else on this. Like there's no shady looks. Yeah, there isn't no not overthought negative. There's no confessional saying Angelina's like sneaky or tries too hard on this it was just angelina being like i wanted to go on this reward and i didn't and then we got that again and so like my question is why not just blow her out of the water like
1: why are you holding back on angelina Mm -hmm. because you know like for me the thing is is like she's such an alienating presence and unless the thing is is that all people's confessionals are just about how much they love her, which they definitely aren't. (laughs) Like, I can't see why, like what, where's the Rob sister Nino style confessional being like, like with Matthew um, sharpening the machete, right? Like that's what I'm expecting of people talking about Angelina. You know what I mean? Like people digging into her for just being the worst. And the only person who's done it basically all season is Mike. Every now and then Mike gets like a conventional being like, "Oh, she's the worst or whatever." But And
0: it's... next time we see Mike saying she's like a cruel psychopath and like I can't imagine another woman he's applying that to and it's over when Angelina's making her like fake whatever, so
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. For me it's just like you're right. Like the thing is is that all Angelina's content all season has been villainy but rationalized. Like we see what she sees and what she's thinking and then she does something wild. Yeah. And I honestly think like of the characters left, I don't think we have a re- narrator who is more reliable. Uh Kara in this episode she wants Nick, she wants Allison, she wants like all over the place. Um Yes. Nick all over the place shown is wrong multiple times. Davey, shown as wrong. Uh, b- flips, flops back and forth. Allison, doesn't matter. Mike, various times throughout the season has been shown as wrong, not accurate. Angelina's never been shown as inaccurate. She's always known what's happening. It got backed up. Um, Has, will give reasons for things that will always get shown no matter what. Um, It makes a lot of sense. Even like the whole being underestimated thing. The fact that she's honestly like, she's the girl who is the most nuanced and complex by a decent margin. I like, if I had a, like Angelina is the winner who I think we should get, you know what I mean? Like to cap this season off is the greatest season of all time. Angelina winning and being like, look, we're not afraid to edit. Like, like honestly, if Angelina was a dude, I think everyone would be on Angelina's an obvious winner.
0: Yeah, she's started to feel more like a Tony. Like, yes. She's not, like, throwing everything at the wall strategically like Tony is. She's just very in-your-face. <laughs> and that's what turned me off Tony, was, like, Tony would do OTTN things, and I'm like, there's no way this guy's winning. And But I think you're right. If Angelina was a man, like, everyone would be all over this.
1: Yeah, because... Like, what's the difference between, like, I guess I guess the simple difference. So, Tony and K- Kagiyan, you're right, does so many over-the-top negative things that are presented as CPN things. So, complex, uh, personality negative things. As then he gets to explain himself why he's doing them. Uh, he gets to explain why he's screaming at llama in someone's face. Um, like, he gets to explain why he's lying about being a cop and then not being a cop and then being a cop then being a construction worker then... Angelina gets to explain those things too. You know who didn't get to explain those things? Natalie. Natalie's a girl who um, in this season was basically the same as Angelina for the most part, but we saw her edit. It was over the top negative five, four episodes in a row or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the edit I expect of Angelina normally. But now Angelina, like, like I would expect, cause we also have funny narrators here who should be able to dig into her. Um, just like everyone did with Natalie. And clearly they ha- everyone has a problem with this kind of authoritative person. Um, but Angelina doesn't get any of that. And I guess to me, that means that there's a good chance she is the winner, or at least a losing finalist that they really wanted to be protected.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's just... It feels the most right. Like, do you think pre-merge, we saw Angelina sort of spearhead why they should keep Natalie over Jeremy? And, like, that's a weird, like, the one move the, vil- or the Goliaths did to think back mm-hmm. on. Um, I guess let's dig into her big faults. So, obviously, there's episode one where I think what turned a lot of people off to Angelina right away is she's the one who's, like, these Davids are stupid, <laughs> yep. and like, and this season, especially, like that almost seems like it can't happen, and do I have a good way to explain that away? Not necessarily, I mean, the Davids didn't like dominate by any means. they won that challenge, but
1: I don't know, I think that would I mean be my they proceeded biggest... to lose the majority like they were in the minority all game yeah but and I they mean continue I, to be. yeah the only thing I can think to explain it is um, how do you tell the story of the girl who's the most tribe strong who ends up flipping to the Davids at the final like seven or whatever um, that is true like, like she was hardcore Goliath strong until like final nine and then flipped and then was hardcore David like that group strong um, I don't really know how you tell that story, to be honest. Like it's a little odd.
0: Yeah. And if you want to talk about sort of incorporating into the Davids, she's on Jabeni, which is the Davids of the Remaining People. She does that flip where she <laughs> replaces Gabby and the Davids. Um so other than the premiere, her other big one that I've been seeing brought up is her comment at Merge about. Um, being married to someone in the military and thus having military experience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which I, if I remember correctly, that's Dan calling that out. Yes. And for whatever reason, like we've already commented on this, but the the editors wanted us to see Dan as like not reliable, like someone goofy. That was more a hurdle for the Davids. So I, that seems more okay to me
1: yeah that one doesn't bother me too much i'm uh, granted my weakness honestly is the probably the american patriot edit like um like i never for a minute thought sandra was winning heroes vs villains and that's probably one of my biggest blind spots is she gets a lot of positivity from that from her husband being away from the war a lot of her positive personal content is from that um and, and that's when i missed and i mean i don't really know and, and basically the pitch there is like it really appealed to the survivors main demographic of uh like the midwest basically um as a canadian I, I i don't have that uh emotional connection but and like so i don't know how it plays to, for her doing that necessarily to that huge demo that watched the survivor that's like the one thing for me i i don't feel like i'm i know enough about how that's going to come off
0: i think from what we saw that was like maybe the least of Angelina's sins this season. Yes. Like just generally everything else she did.
1: Like I don't think anyone was too too getting on her for that. For And I'm sure that's something that like maybe comes up like at tribal at Final Tribal and she can explain away. Like it doesn't feel like that's gonna be a game losing comment or anything. So it's um for me actually the biggest problem with Angelina's is um I actually before I say that, I guess the one thing that's a little interesting, and I guess this is kind of a tangent off shoot thing. so Alec, Allison, Mike, um who else? Let's just go with those are four characters who have been presented as not reliable narrators who were f- thinking about flipping at the merge, okay, so uh Alec Allison mike are in strike force and then whatever it works for one vote they go after elizabeth and then they flip and try and kill christian um they go back on their word they i think this season says a lot about we've said a lot like tribe strong was a bad thing to be but i think like pretending to not be tribe strong but actually being tribe strong was presented as the ultimate sin john was that way alec was that way um like a a bunch of people were that way where they were tempting about flipping but then they did it you know who was never tempting about flipping who never voiced any thoughts of uh working with the davids but then actually did at some point angelina
0: and it was only when they had betrayed them like, yes. when very clearly people were like, well, I guess Angelina can be an okay, uh, like, collateral if this plan goes south. And so she was like, nope, I'm out.
1: Mm-hmm. It was it was rationalized. Like, that's Angelina. Rational. Yeah. She's loyal. She's loyal. She's willing to flip if it's smart. She's not going to uh, give people false hope. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like, Alec and Allison get roasted on the coals in the edit for promising to flip and then being scared to mike as well um what happens when we end up with a final three of angelina mike let's say allison and mike says he took out christian and angelina's like well i wanted to do that first and no one listened to me um mike says well i flipped to the Davids and she's like or I, I uh, didn't flip to the Davids. And she's like, well, you were thinking about it and you were trying to play both sides and then you just, you did the scared thing. Well, I actually, so I chose to stay loyal. And then when you guys showed me no loyalty, I flipped. Um, I never did any of you wrong. Like, I feel like in that group, so many things that were bad for her, like being like, Mike just stole my plan, look really good to a jury. I don't know
0: that. Alice and Angelina, Mike, final three got me really thinking because like that feels like the ticket. Uh-huh. Like, like if you have those three, you have Allison, who's been underplayed. Like, I think people could see her winning, but like just doesn't have the content for it. Mike has just been sort of middling, but like, it would make sense for Angela to be Angelina to be an okay winner from that for like everyone. Like they could be yep. like, well, she did do strategic things and that's cool. I guess I think with everyone else, like, you're sort of like, well, why didn't this better person win? Like, on a very yeah. broad scale. Like, why isn't Davy beating Angel- Angelina? Why isn't Nick beating Angelina?
1: Um, I mean, we even have... Time. Like, we literally have Mike saying that she's the Tracy, F- Tracy Flick, right? Yeah. Of this game. Uh, spoilers for the movie Election. She- Tracy Flick wins the election by one vote. That's the premise of that movie. Um, so, like, Maybe she is. And Mike and Angelina have been edited to be at odds forever. And they're the only people, like, Mike's the only person other than Nick who kind of doesn't like Angelina from the edit.
0: You think they've been at odds? I I feel like these last two episodes, they've been, like, a solid pair.
1: Yes. But I mean, storytelling wise, when uh, Angelina does the negotiation, who's the only one who gets to comment on uh, her? obnoxious behavior, it's Mike, right? Like Mike says, like, oh like I get it. We we did need the rice, but the way she did it was just so obnoxious or whatever. On Jabeni, uh Mike is like, oh my goodness, she won't stop talking about the jacket. Do I flip? Like I really want to, but then do i f- does that ruin my chances because then I'm taking it to Goliath and then what if they pick me off? <clears throat> Angelina and Mike have been put at odds all season. Um subtly they've basically voted together every time they're clearly a duo i think angelina and mike are probably in the end together with somebody else and i don't necessarily know who that third person is but the it reminds me so much of like um devin and ben have like are put at odds with each other like all throughout the season or like it just happens all the time right like they're subtly put against each other and even like the, the, the underestimated theme includes the knowledge is power thing. Well, Mike mm-hmm. says that initially. Um, I just feel like there's a whole lot to the Angelina Mike thing where Mike is basically the only voice of like, wow, Angelina's real annoying. Be rationalization for Mike bringing her and losing to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could very much see like Mike winning that final immunity and bringing Angelina. And then it's, like, Allison versus Mm Kara. I think... I know it'll be, like, the middle of the finale, so it's not, like, a great time to be, like, this is what boosted Angelina to the top. But I feel like we could see something very similar to Sophie, where the problem with Sophie for a lot of people was that she was not humanized. She was not Mm -hmm. ever, like... Not shown necessarily personal content, but never positive. She was seen as very cold... And calculating, I think what I think about Mike's cruel psychopath comment is that we're gonna get that same sort of thing being brought up at a tribal council before final tribal council, and then mm-hmm. Jeff will allow Angelina to be like, "This is my life. This is just how I am. I was always taught to work for it." Yes. and then that would like, like if you're doing a running percentage of like how confident I felt like Angelina's would go way up at that moment because it would be a way to humanize
1: her before she hits the jury and they all hate her. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like um, to not consider Angelina as a good candidate to win would be really irresponsible. Uh, Because again, like honestly, if she was like the fact that this season has so many feminist themes makes me be like maybe they are willing to do this with a girl winner again if she was a bald male <laughs> i would put her top of my list like no question the issue is that they've always shown hesitancy to show females in this kind of really nuanced complex way yeah so i personally hope for it because it just says so, like like it would just be like a groundbreaking thing like but in a good way
0: Yep. And, like, even when you look at it, it feels like Angelina breaks Edgic the least if she wins. Mm -hmm. I feel at least, I think. Maybe Nick. Well, but Nick has the most confessionals, most visible primer. I feel like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was like, maybe Nick feels so conventional, but he has those deep, Edgic like, standbys. Uh, which are going to be broken at some point. I don't want to say they're not going to be. They could be broken next week. Um, but Angelina right now doesn't feel like she breaks anything too hard. Right now, it almost feels like she's leaning into stuff. She's that. She has that negativity of a lot of recent winners like Tony or Ben or... Um, Adam even. Adam, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, and I think what we're missing right now is any positivity. I just hope that positivity comes at the end.
1: Because
0: yeah. I don't think if it does, and if she still wins, like people are going to be so angry and like absolutely not understanding.
1: Yeah, so I guess before we move on, so um, there's a couple, like, I guess we'll. I, I just want to specifically address the, like, breaking edge thing. So for Nick, no winner's ever been really shown as lazy. In the first episode, Nick was described as lazy, and that's why he was going to get first out um in addition to that the only winner to ever be the most visible in the first episode is -hmm. no one um richard hatch tied for the most confessionals in the first episode uh and he's the only one since then not a great sample size there nick (laughs) does have the most confessionals in the first episode he's also the most visible in the pre-emerge which i believe has never produced the winner um even boston rob was behind philip um so that's a huge thing for Nick. Um, Davey would be the first male uh, winner to be invisible at the merge. Uh, We have um, like, there's basically everyone breaks something, except for Angelina, who would just be the first CPN female, which if you consider that a giant um, like groundbreaking thing in edgic, I don't think that's as much as the most visible in the pre-merge and premiere to Mm -hmm. me, like she, you're right. Like in terms of like hard and fast rule, she breaks probably like the least. Uh like Mike has like an over the top mixed premiere. Like that's not ever producing a winner. So that's the thing, is like of all these people, she probably does it the least. So that's kind of fascinating. You
0: could argue Kara, but we'll get to Kara. Yeah. But I mean Angelina feels more likely to me than Kara right now. Okay. We've
1: let's get Davey over with.
0: We've done our was it like yeah, it's. I talked about how I need to change my like power sleep settings, and my computer went to like my screen shut off. So we've been talking about Angelina for long enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> on to Davy. Man, uh, <laughs> can you imagine where we would be on December fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, if Davy had anything but an invisible merge episode?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would like. Honestly, if he got content in the merge, I think I would just be putting him in as the winner. Um, Maybe not even. Like, I do think that there's a lot of other problems. Like, he has no friends. Um,
0: that is huge. Like, if he wins, the, like, you can't count on relationships anymore. Yeah, basically. Even, even more so than an invisible merge. It's like,
1: yeah, don't worry about relationships because they don't matter. I really think, like, yeah, like, Davy winning is the one that breaks a rule of Edric the most of just like you and your partner or relationships like your relationship matter with other people um, almost matters more than yourself um and david just like literally never had any relationships at any point randomly in a confessional he says that nick and christian are his number ones and then that's his story is he saves christian he saves nick um but they never talk about him ever um like at any point mm-hmm. like, that's the thing is like he was our like Davey was our golden boy was our pick until episode like 8 and then he just fell off a cliff of he no longer had a story he still doesn't really have a story um other than and i i think this episode to me confirms what we've been saying all season that like he gets the crazy cp edit the entire way if he's the winner like this is what this episode is what davy looks like if he wins but in yeah. every episode
0: yeah even more so with this episode i was thinking about your theory that it, he's a tony like mm-hmm. and if
1: they don't win and that's what it feels like yeah he's honestly i think he's jeremy if he doesn't win like it's just like he's playing so well he's using meat shields um like everything's working out, like he he has some values, he has like things that he cares about, some things that he's willing to break, devilish Davy, all that good stuff. Like but we're still just seeing this weird highlight reel. I mean, obviously we're seeing everybody's highlight reel, but it feels especially like we're seeing Davy's highlight reel. Um and they just they can't say that he's the best player, because they want that to be the winner, or Christian, or you know what I mean? So he's just got this kind of awkward thing where he probably is playing the best game or at least was and isn't winning and probably isn't making it much farther. So then what do you really say? Like what happens when Tony comes sixth?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Another big one. I problem I have is he was super out of focus during the two hour episodes, mm-hmm. which even if those episodes are split up onto different nights, it's still like Carl and his big moment of power and Davey sort of his right-hand man. And then Carl going home, which is a huge, like, blindside moment, and you can be like, oh, but he was shielded from the negativity, and I just can't. I need to be shielded from all that this season because I'm tired of hearing it.
1: (laughs) For me, it's just like I... Like three Not commenting on something isn't a shield from negativity.
0: Yeah. Like, there's tactical ways to do it. Like, if you did it more like um, they did it with Jessica back in episode two, where Davy was like, this is his voting confessional like that's cool but don't just be like no focus and that's Mm. that's not shielding that's just he's not relevant to this episode
1: yeah like a good way to shield someone from negativity is Davey being like i know carl rubs some people the wrong way but i like him so i'm gonna work with him that's a good way to shield him from uh negativity um yeah uh just not commenting and getting blindsided (laughs) probably just honestly puts more of Carl's negativity on Davy than shields him from it. It more just, like, makes Davy kind of a bucket for Carl's negativity, so that when he gets booted, it's like, oh, I guess he was kind of bossy and drunk with power, too, huh? Like, yeah. So, um,
0: yeah. Um, so, where does he go, then?
1: I, there's no way... leave
0: next. There's no way he's making finals, because if he did make finals, he would win. Yeah. Like, absolutely.
1: And I don't think he's gonna be, like, Firemaker or Loser, either, because... No. Because he's, like, what davy crockett according to his mom so he
0: would he would be the fire winner
1: and i think i think he's next i think fifth at best fifth at best yeah like maybe he wins an immunity challenge he's got a lot of content about wanting to win immunity challenges maybe like that makes sense like he's like oh my gosh i'm definitely next if i don't win he wins and it's like woohoo and maybe we maybe he'll win and then he gets voted out the next time that makes a lot of Mm -hmm. sense um if he wins he would have a way better story. Um so I guess my qualification if he does win bad job survivor editors.
0: Yeah, terrible. What are you doing?
1: I guess that's good for Davy. That's it. Okay. Next up we got Kara and <sighs> Yikes. Um I think okay,
0: I have been Staunch anti-like cult of Kara because I think we talked about it all in our last episode where a lot of people are just like Kara is receiving a Michelle edit, so she must win. Whereas it could just be a compelling character that makes the finals. I mean, if you had to ask me now, I would probably have Kara second. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the next likely thing after Angelina for me. But
1: I still see all those flaws, um, I mean, her epi- this episode for her, like, was, I think, insane. Like at one point she wants Christian. At one point she wants Nick. At one point, she wants like, like it just there's no center to it. Um, oh no. At no point
0: does she want Christian, which is who she ends up voting for,
1: <laughs> yeah, true, true. true, true. And um, but yeah, last episode she wanted Christian. And she, like, got credit for the pool, like you know like she got like the confessionals being like, oh, if other people want Christian, I really want Christian, so I'm okay with that. But then Christian doesn't go home. Now Christian's vulnerable and she wants Nick out and Christian leaves. Like Yep.
0: Kara's been out of focus for a lot of the merge. And when she is in focus, it's usually like wrong. Yeah. Like people are joking now like if Kara says something, it's probably not what's actually gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like they unreliable narrator
1: super unreliable like but yeah you're right like basically whatever she says doesn't happen Mm -hmm. um and for me maybe this is a hot take um i guess for the goodness of the season i really hope kara does not win um i think i said this in the last episode but basically i think the commentary on the kara kara sorry bandwagon is basically super degrading, condescending, and like kind of rude. Um, and to me is an ugly sign of Survivor edge, I guess. If Kara wins and it's basically just like, oh, if the pretty girl gets strategic content, she wins. Um, that sucks. Kara's yeah. better than that. She's not just a bland personality. Like I like I said, like I think she gives really good confessionals. I think that's why she gets confessionals. If I'm wrong and she gets confessionals because she wins, I'm gonna be sad. Um, because I'm I have hope anyway that they're willing to edit someone who's pretty and charming with a good edit, even if she doesn't win. Um I think it's just it like Michelle. I was on from episode one, and I've never felt confident about Kara because it doesn't feel forced. Like it like with Michelle, it literally felt like um how do you put it? Like for me with Michelle, it was like She was getting strategic content in a time it didn't make any sense. Kara didn't really get that.
0: Yeah, it felt like she was getting, like, appropriate content. Mm -hmm. Especially if she's just someone who's just sort of floating into this endgame. And I don't think it's going to make a big mark anywhere.
1: Like... I think she might be more Ashley than people are thinking. Like, Ashley Nolan from 35. Yeah. Who was also, like, CP almost all the time. Or at least complex in some ways, but no one yeah. ever considered Ashley a winner.
0: Well, I think when it got towards the end and I was just like, What if everyone was winning? I <laughs> would be like, Well, Ashley's getting all this like content. And yeah, it kind of played into that fact, like who she was. She was a young girl getting weird bits of content. That earlier seasons, why not just make that make that woman purple? Like that's all you need. And like it feels the same way with Kara where, yeah, she's getting some content, but it feels just like an appropriate amount rather yeah. than. And even still, she's been quiet. Like, oh, we didn't have an episode. So we didn't talk about how she want immunity and then didn't speak. Yep. Yeah, I I don't know what to do with Kara. I said she was my second, but thinking about that moment
1: from last episode just doesn't doesn't make sense and like honestly like unless they're trying to edit her as the worst winner ever like i don't know why they give her this content um it would be really easy for her to get like honestly if they were gonna if, if she's natalie white or whatever and like sucks or whatever and the only con- they, they're struggling to put content for her why not just put the christian confessional where she's like oh everyone wants christian gone and i'm okay with it in this episode yeah why have her go after Nick in this episode? Like manipulation is possible, shockingly. Um mm. and to me this looks like a deliberate attempt to make her look like she doesn't know what's going on. If she's the winner, that is terrible. <laughs> like Yeah. Um for me, I just I think it's a possibility, so I probably have her number two. Just out of like I guess one, she's a girl. Yeah. So it's like I, if a
0: woman is winning this season and that woman is not Angela, then it is Kara. Yeah, it's not
1: Allison, so it's <laughs> um that's the thing, is like for me, I think it's really possible. Um, but I'm actively rooting against it because I love Kara. Yeah. I just think she deserves a lot better. Um I think if she doesn't win, excellent edit. Like no matter where she places, like honestly, like this is the kind of story that An edit I want to see from people. Like, you can just give people commentary on things. That's fine. Like, it doesn't have to be the main. Like, like not just one person needs to get the strategic content. And them showing that they're willing to edit a girl who comes in fifth place or something that way speaks volumes about this season and how good it is. If then this is just the winner edit and they're like, like kind of trying to actively undermine her. That kind of sucks.
0: I'm curious if you sort of cut Ghost Island out, which, oh, man, don't we all want to do that? But, like, (laughs) if you have this right, like, Triple H into um, David versus Goliath where you have Ashley and then Kara, like, I think that helps. I think Mm -hmm. there were so many females last season even less visible than Kara that there was this just desert of this kind of character when we've seen it with Ashley and we've seen it with characters before that. So I'm, I feel like people are reacting to this, this one character who's getting a lot of middle of the road and CP content and being like, the winner is here. And mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't all add up.
1: Yeah. and I mean, like, like I said, like, I think there's a good chance I'm wrong. I don't think it's her. Um, I mostly, I think, I hope it's not her. um, Just for, like, I don't want it to just edict to turn into. Oh, is the pretty girl girl getting content? Okay, I guess she wins. Like, yeah. So I guess that's probably good for Kara. Um, Yeah, I honestly personally think she's gonna come fourth. Yep, fire
0: making loser.
1: Yeah, I think she's just. I think she's Devin. Like, as much as we're saying she's like Ashley, I think she's actually Devin. Yeah. Um as the last obstacle for the winner. Yep. Um so next up we got Mike. Um this is the first <laughs> episode where I like I left the episode and I'm like, um, I guess is Mike the winner? But I thought about it for ten minutes and Mike's not the winner.
0: Yeah, it's just I think this episode was edited to make it look like Mike had the power to make us go against him more than anything. Because he got mm. our Christian like he was the one who did it, and yeah,
1: because you it's could very have Brad Culpepper's episode six, um, where just like the actual winner looks really bad, Brad Culpepper looks really good, um, and like I don't know. For me, it's just like I would not be surprised at <sighs> all. If that's the intention of this episode is for like the casual audience to be like, "Oh no, I hope Mike doesn't win. He just killed our favorite," and then the rest of the, like that's how they get goodwill on the side of the winner is like, they're willing to go against the guy who killed Christian. Yeah. I think more than anything, you need to
0: show that person as positive somehow else before this. And I mean, our big complaint with Mike has been, yeah, he's got content constantly, but it's wherever he's needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think you need it something more consistent.
1: Yeah. Like, Honestly, this needed to be way, like, especially the way this episode was edited is super specific. Christian is quiet in this episode. Yeah. This isn't glowing, ridiculous, positive Christian. This isn't strategic mastermind Christian. This is a sad guy who just survived and has no allies and no friends. He felt very, very out of it, like, the whole episode. Yeah, he was, like, like... Mike effectively, the way this was shown, was like, kicked a dying horse. And then was like, I'm the greatest. Is basically the way it was like, I'm so great for being able to kill this super obvious boot. If this was Mike's big move that wins in the game, that I think Christian might have been edited a bit more formidable.
0: Mm, I mean, he had such a big edit, I guess. If the season, which... I don't want this season to hinge on this, but if it's just Christian is a big character, who's going to get him out? Mike did. He's the winner. Like, that's not a great story, but I guess it's there. Yeah. But
1: Mike really, But Angelina wanted it first.
0: Mike didn't get him out. It was, Mike didn't vote for Christian. I mean, I don't know. I was definitely tricked too. I was like, well, I can't say I wasn't like, not sure I wasn't tricked. (laughs) I don't know, but I thought, wow, is this Mike winning? Is that what this season- episode was trying to tell us? And I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I-, I think it's a possibility now, like just in the way that there's only so many choices and a lot of them feel wrong to me. Um, yeah. And like, but his premiere is so bad. Like, his premiere is real bad. Especially given like
0: where he the season went from, from there. there. Like where not a lot of the Goliath dynamics really matter necessarily and mm-hmm. he just looks sort of bad. And then that even falls off before the swap. He's like swiftly ahead of Natalie and Jeremy.
1: Yep. And yeah. I I guess the one way you could edit it you could say is like in a season about being underestimated of being the underdog, maybe that first episode serves to position Mike as a pseudo David like a sort of um, metaphorical David in the form of being an underdog and then he's on the underdog of underdog tribes and then, um, you know what I mean? Like, I guess that makes sense, but I just, I don't see it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I have- Especially Mike...
1: that they've reminded us that he's a big Hollywood actor so many times.
0: hmm I guess I have Mike third out of default, but like, meh.
1: <laughs> yeah, like at some point it's like, if I'm considering nine people, like six people in the final six, like what yeah. is what am I even doing? What am I doing? Um, so I guess that's probably good for Mike.
0: Yep, that leaves us with Nick.
1: <sighs> <sighs> What's happening with Nick? I think he's well. I thought he was a runner-up. He looks like a runner-up, but I said this to you before we started filming. To me, this cast right now literally looks like. With the exception of Davy, five losing finalists, and I mean one of them has to be the winner because Davy's not winning. Um, yeah, I would say four losing finalists, one fire
0: loser, and yes. Davy.
1: Yes. Okay, I I'll agree with that. But like, there can't be four losing finalists. Um, and I guess like Allison doesn't look super like a losing finalist. Like she could be a losing finalist, whatever. But like, still. Even three losing finalists is too many. Uh, One of them's got (laughs) to win. Um, And that's the thing is like, to me, I can see Nick getting roasted and then winning. Um, So like the season that I honestly had the hardest time um, educating in my time doing this was millennials versus Gen X, where I did not really ever consider Adam winning because I was like, he's too weirdly negative. He falls off at the wrong times. He's constantly shown as, like, not necessarily knowing what he's doing. Um, But he's got, like, a good overall story. Um, And that reminded me a lot of Nick. Um, In the feeling going into this, like, the only other premiere, or the only other um, finale where I've gone in being like, who the, what the hell is happening was Millennials vs. Gen X, where I was just going down, like, every possible rabbit hole. Like, is Jay winning? Is... Threat winning like is that somehow happening Um and I almost never considered Adam um and the only time I've ever felt like that since Or before was this one I'm like well who am I Not considering I'm not really considering The plucky super fan Who's gotten negativity at weird times Um is constantly Shown as like not necessarily knowing what he's doing Isn't getting the content I would Would expect is one of The most visible characters maybe even too Visible um I kind of wonder if I'm not, I'm just doubting Nick when I'm basically falling for the same trick I fell for with Adam.
0: I would say they feel very different. Like, I guess you're right. Nick has not felt, like, always not pot, like, negative, but not, it's never enough to sort of tip the scales and actually, like, warrant an N on my edgic chart. It just, he feels weird.
1: Yeah.
0: But Adam wasn't... Adam was just a, like, more three nor- narrator in the mm-hmm. premiere. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of big hang-ups on Nick. I think that premiere now looks strange. It was looks real strange, now. Um, His named alliances thing has sort of weirdly fallen off. Like, why did he not have one with Davy? I think is the biggest question. Um, A really strong, like the most visible pre-merge. And then he wasn't invisible at the merge, but he wasn't very visible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he was, I don't know. It just feels wrong. It feels like a losing second place.
1: That's the thing is I'm like, I probably honestly have it as Angelina, Nick, Cara. Um in that order. Cause Nick could totally win. Like
0: he, Yeah, I think like, Nick could win and I wouldn't be, I guess, the most shocked. I'd be disappointed, I guess. Like that mm-hmm. feels that feels like almost like, oh, if that's where Survivor's headed, like cool. Like I really don't want to see that either.
1: Because he could I guess you could argue that Nick is the Ben, right? Like, um, and he's just like the super visible in your face, like quote unquote obvious winner. Um, but I really don't know. Like that's the thing is like. It just doesn't feel right. Like, I feel like I I wouldn't. I can't imagine the Nick winning kind of thing. Like, like, do you show, just ignore the first episode in your winner montage or what? Like.
0: I, I, I still think that would be an important part of it. Maybe I'm not so low on the premiere. I think that's an interesting perspective. But, like, I feel like there's more David tie-ins. One thing that I just thought of, like, sprung to my mind, is we got this big thing about he was the uh, he was the JT to Christian Steven, and now, like, Christian's gone.
1: Yeah, that's real bad. So
0: that feels off. He was part of it technically like that. It didn't show us that, but he was there. Um, it just feels like, I don't know. I guess around episode nine, there's just a story that was being built up that felt like a really good Nick Winter story. And then something about that double episode just sort of twisted all around. Like it felt like Nick, Nick was going with Davy then who wasn't in his story um, mm-hmm. Davy or er, Davy and Carl, and it felt off. And yeah, I no, think I that's the biggest think. thing. What?
1: I definitely agree with that. Like, for me, the thing is, is that Nick ultimately feels like his story doesn't make sense. Like, I feel like, but maybe he like he does have so many connections that's hard to be like. But like the Davy one's important, so I don't get why it wasn't developed. I don't know, yeah, I don't know. I have Nick fifth, okay, so that's the thing with Nick is just something feels not connected, like um, at the end of the day, I just I guess the story of him almost being first boot and then reviving his game and being this power player does make sense. It's just like I don't know if he can. Really, like, it feels like you can't win a jury vote, Um, but I don't really know why. Um It feels like Chrissy. Yeah. It feels like
0: Chrissy, like, should have been able to win that jury, but she couldn't. And she mm. had that, like, strong, well, like, not strong, but, like, a premiere where she wasn't shown the best, but it fits in, and, like big character throughout, but it just didn't add up in the end. I mean, the problem is we don't have a Ben anymore to like feed Mm. off that.
1: I mean, I guess another interesting wrinkle to Nick is, I mean, I mentioned that Mike and Angelina have been put at odds. The only other person who's ever really been put at odds with Angelina is Nick, um, an episode in jacket and eggs or whatever, um, jackets and eggs. Nick says that, well, if Angelina is willing to do this for a jacket, what's she willing to do for a million dollars. Um, And the Lear boot is just Nick kind of digging into Angelina. Um, Now that we're looking at an endgame comprised of Angelina, Mike, and Nick, are these the obstacles that Angelina has to topple to get to the end? Hmm.
0: I think Nick is an obstacle. I think Mike fits into her plans.
1: Well, I just mean, like, I think this whole season's about being underestimated. And... Maybe this this finale is going to be the story of the rock stars taking control and bringing Angelina, their perspective, their thought goat, to the end and then losing to her. Hmm. I don't know. I definitely
0: see the Jabeni three as a potential way. I just feel like Nick wins that. Like, I feel like Yeah. That's- Easier for Nick to win than anything else because Mike is an obvious, like, he's a rich celebrity, like, didn't do much in the game. And then you have Angelina almost sort of bounces off of that as, like, this, like, annoying, like, not very tactful <sighs> force. And then Nick has this really good story.
1: And I think, you know what, the thing is with Nick that I think I just put my finger on, he's the only one who's never been underestimated and never had anything like that in his story. He wasn't underestimated in the premiere. That's not why he was getting booted. He bragged about being lazy and getting away with it. Yeah. Like this guy, like Gabby was underestimated. Angelina's underestimated. Uh, Mike's been underestimated. Like everybody has been underestimated except Nick who the only time he was ever in any trouble. It was because he was being an asshole and happy about it.
0: And like his moments of weakness aren't, under underestimatedness they are like I had a rough time growing up, which I'm sure he did, like not to yeah. discredit that, but it's not like people underestimated me and I made something of myself. It's mm-hmm. I overcame challenges to get where I am,
1: and like in a season all about being underestimated in a season called David versus Goliath, he's never felt like a David ever, like yeah. Yep. And I mean, maybe part of it's that he's the lawyer on the David tribe, but like I don't think that is the factor. Like in the first episode, it kind of felt like he was like his story was like I was a David and now I'm kind of a Goliath, and look at how good I am. Like I'm making all these people look like dummies. Um like maybe that's all we needed to know is like people he th- he thinks he's a little bit better than he is. Um, Mike can't win because he's rich and a little bit too indecisive. And Angelina wins because she's not those two. Um, she's a
0: cruel psychopath. So now I'm yeah. thinking that's like her Sandra moment where like people are like, Angelina's never going to win. And then she'll be like, but I don't know about that. Yeah. And she rips off her mask. She's Sandra Diaz twine. Queen it's- stays queen.
1: Adios. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, like that's the thing is like, I think that's the thing. Like, I don't think Nick, the only David who was never underestimated in any way, could win this game. Like, he's the one who feels like he shouldn't win this game because he isn't underestimated. So I guess that's good for Nick. That's Nick. Else? Yeah, like, I guess I he's my number like, two. I hope he
0: goes like fifth. But I also hope he's a losing finalist.
1: See, I I hope hope he's not, honestly. Like, I think he's played an incredible game. I'll honestly, like, I'll love and hate him losing Tangelina. Like, if that happens, like, it feels like it should. Like, like, the super fan nerd in me feels like I really don't want another one of this archetype to come third or second or whatever. But at the same time, story-wise, I'm not enthused about a Nick win. But, like. I do love Nick and I do think he's a great character and a great player, but like maybe it's cause I do this podcast. I want Angelina to win. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's them. Uh, the only two people we have left are the people who have departed us.
0: Those uh, purple, <sighs> purple duds of the season. Yeah. The two duds
1: never talked about no stories. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about Gabby first, I guess. Do you have anything to say about Gabby? No? Okay, let's move on.
1: It makes me so sad that she's gone. (laughs) I wish she won this season. That would have been
0: amazing. And I'm so glad we got what we got from Gabby. Yeah. Like, that's a stellar eighth place character.
1: Agreed. Like, And I'm glad that they were willing to tell her story in the best way they probably ever could. Um, I'm happy that... And honestly, I am so proud that like, she basically was like, I'm playing this game based on win equity, not based on placement. I'd rather come out in eighth place with a better chance to win tomorrow than third place, losing finalists. No respect. I love that. Um, And that's what you could see in her. She's like, I'm not going to be Hannah and Aubrey. I'm not going to be Laurel. I'm willing to stand up and do what I need to change my perception. I'm willing to do that. Please Gabby, come back to survivor. Like, one of my all-time favorite characters, one of my all-time favorite players, she understood that people weren't going to respect her because of how she was. she was. She had to play big. She didn't give the excuse that Laurel gave of, like, it would have been really hard to make it to the end if I didn't go with the easy option. Um, Like, this is how you're supposed to play Survivor. Sometimes Survivor's hard. Sometimes you get idled out when you try and do something big. But she did it. Like, she tried. She played yeah. so well until that moment. Like... She got a little outplayed. Maybe they made some tiny mistakes in the implementation, but like kudos to the editors. Kudos to Gabby. Just incredible arc.
0: Definitely. I don't know if I have much more to say. I just like an interesting character to watch from start to finish. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't high on her winning, but I was always wondering what they were going to do with her. Yeah. And if it had ended in a win, that would have been great. Where it ended is a bit sad, but
1: I almost great. wish the Christian thing would have worked, and then she got voted out here, you know what I mean like I, I I wish like I think I would have preferred it slightly if things went differently, but obviously they can't edit different results um, <laughs> but uh so I guess next we got Christian, who's obviously a superstar. We're obviously seeing Christian again, I think oh yeah, like he probably already has his invite um Gabby it's, honestly probably has an invite too it's like, just
0: like. Honestly, the reunion, like no matter even if Nick wins, it's going to be like Gabby and Christian talked Mm -hmm. about so much. And then like Dan and Kara, which is going to be fun given. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, it's just going to be like Christian's huge. Like he is the character. There was he's a Rupert.
1: He is Rupert. Yeah
0: he was unlike anyone else. Like thinking back on all those moments now where we thought, is this just the Christian win?" like dividing the Island into sectors or the way he would just talk about stuff. It just feels like. a One of a, one of a kind character.
1: Yep. That's the thing is like, he's just lightning in a bottle. Like that's all, you know what I mean? Like, and I think like for the most part, I was like, okay, I think he's just the golden boy who's going to get taken down. I didn't think he would honestly come. If we did a podcast last week, I would have been on his, like, reluctantly being like, oh, I guess this is the Christian win. Oh, yeah. But I'm glad we took the break because I can now say that I was always seeing him as the golden boy. But, <laughs> um, like, they fooled me with him for one week. And that's awesome. Um, He was a great decoy. He, I think he was so positive and so complex that he kind of served as a distraction for the whole season where like he's clearly the main arc and I for one am 100% okay with this editing method in the future. If they choose to develop the main character as being an earlier boot, because I think it adds a whole complexity to everything else. Cause then you're trying to figure out what the sub, which sub story is the most important. I think that's kind of fun.
0: I'm trying to think of a time where they didn't do it well, where they had the main character go early and then...
1: I I'm sure the there's rest 20. Of, that I'm, the just, rest, like, I'm sure those are the worst seasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like... Gabon. Anything about this... Well, no. Like, I don't know. Gabon works weirdly. And also Sugar is the main character and she's Sugar's there the whole yeah, time. good point. Um, but it just feels like even though Christian... Was huge like the six people Remaining all have something to say In their own right mm-hmm. and there's no one There's not even like any Susie's Like who just are Sort of there it's like where do they fit in Oh sure. they're second place losing by one Vote who'd have guessed um, but Yeah That's Christian yeah. love him Can't wait to and, see him back him
1: Coming seventh place or whatever seventh yeah uh, I think Is the best case for the season Like we got him long enough, uh, that we were like, oh, like almost to like right for me, it was like right at the point where it's like, okay, I'm getting a little sick of him. Please don't yeah. win. Then he gets cut, and I'm like, oh, thank you, Christian. Like, like he gets the clapping cheer as he walks off stage. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just a great thing, and like they have enough nuanced characters after that, it's still fascinating. It's not just like the story's over. Um, I agree that the re- the reunion's either gonna suck again or gonna just be the Christian Gabby show. Um but I'm okay with that. Like it's I think these Christian and Gabby is probably top two survivor duos of all time. Um I love that she like it the way it ends with her trying to get this knife in, but him actually getting the knife in her by accident and then him just leaving next anyway. Like great arc. Um a big reason why this season is so amazing.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: So who's winning this season, uh, Joseph? I
0: don't know. Should we just be like, what's our like dream like scenario like to the end? Sure. Okay, so I think sixth place, um, I think you have Davey leaving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It's just boring and probably like Allison wins, but Davey goes.
1: I will also agree that Davey will leave sixth. Okay, and then fifth
0: place is where things get crazy. I think this is where Angelina makes her fake idol, mm-hmm. and that's like the fake. That's like her advantage, and I don't know. It somehow bamboozles Nick, and then they vote out Nick. And so, how's that line up?
1: Don't think that's happening, but I'll be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think Nick's a big threat, and maybe Allison wins again. I don't know. She's actually the threat. We all thought she was. But then at final four, um, Mike wins immunity. He calls Angelina a cruel psychopath, and why would you not take her to the end? She's never going to win. And so he takes Angelina. Allison and Kara face off in fire. Kara loses. And so it's the dream final three everyone wanted at this season. Allison, Angelina, and Mike. (laughs) And um Angelina has a great final travel council performance and
1: wins. I think that's very possible. Uh, I'm gonna go with Davey leaves sixth. I i feel like that's the most obvious um one, like he's leaving sixth. I'm gonna yeah. go with Allison leaves fifth. Um Nick and Kara do fire making. Nick beats Kara. So then we get Angelina, Mike, Nick. Uh, I'm I don't know who wins that final four. I guess in that case it would be, um, Mike brings Angelina again. But I guess I could also see Nick bringing Angelina and it being Mike and Kara. Um, and that leaves Angelina, Mike, Nick, and Angelina wins by one vote. Yeah, maybe even the rock star split votes, and it's like a um. Like what, is this a jury 10? So yeah, like four, maybe three, it's three. yeah, 433 three or something. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially with this Tracy Flick thing. Um, especially since I really don't like just from the way the season's edited, I feel like they're not happy with the winner. I can see them not being happy with Angelina. Um especially and, winning
0: by a plurality.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I think that could be explained a lot. Um, but then again, I guess retcon this a little bit. Maybe Kara Nick is the final for fire making. Nick loses. Um, so Nick loses the fire making. It's Kara Angelina Mike, and maybe the same situation happens again where Kara or Angelina still splits the votes. I think that's also possible. Dan comes hard for Angelina. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Gabby supports Angelina maybe, like, that kind of thing. Like, this yeah, wild... I don't know. Something like that. Either way, I think... I'm thinking that Mike and Angelina are in the end, and Angelina is winning by one vote and a dumb vote. You mean, best vote ever? I mean, yeah, but, like, it's like, um... Like, goes out on a bang. Like, it's like a pity vote or something that swings it or something. Yeah. So I guess that's our show. Um, Our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form there if you got any questions, you want to roast us, you want to give us – if you want to send us your predictions for before the finale so then we can read what people thought, I guess. Um, That that might be fun. Uh, Or you can email us directly at thewinneredit at gmail.com. Our last episode for this season will be probably next week uh we'll we'll recount like why the winner won kind of thing and like the whole story of the season uh we share on survivor our survivor our edgic um we're on all the major podcast podcatchers uh please review us on itunes we got show notes uh all that kind of stuff um i'm sure we'll give next season a chance um
0: yeah yeah i was just kidding
1: it sounds terrible uh but i'm but i'm interested to see what's happening like it's gonna be a whole new world I'll reluctantly watch it. Honestly, if it's real bad, I think there's a chance I'll stop. But um, the show is fun, and I love all the support, and when we missed an episode, I got a bunch of angry tweets and emails. So that'll probably keep me watching anyway. Um, So keep watching Survivor, and just make sure that producers know that you hate the twist so much that uh, it's going to ruin the show. Please don't ruin my favorite show. (laughs) Okay, uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye. Watch (laughs) South African Survivor. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye, Craig. Is it leave? I
0: don't know.